is season two, episode five of the Anything Goes podcast. I have a new co-host in here with me. Uh, we'll get to him later after a quick word from our sponsor. And in the studio with me today is my good friend, Dakota. Hey, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> he is striving to be a professional Rainbow Six Siege player. He's a good friend of mine dating all the way back to high school. Um, we played trumpet together too, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It was a good time. Yeah. I used to play clarinet, and then you showed me the way. The, the good way, you know? Yeah. The trumpet's the best. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, over the past week, we've played Pokemon. Oh, I play Pokemon Sword. You play Pokemon Shield. And I want to, I'd like to do my, since this is your first time on the show. <laughs> I like to do my reviews in two phases. One where you just give like a brief overview of your thoughts and then the final score. And then the second part you go full spoiler. Okay. Oh, so I can like just tell what happens? Oh yeah, you can tell exactly what happens. I guess the game's been out for a week. It's fair, you know. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, yeah. So you're just general thoughts and then a number one through ten score. I mean, overall, it was a good game. I liked it. I still enjoy playing it a lot. I mean, the story kind of lacked quite a bit, in my opinion, of the mm-hmm. other games, kind of like Platinum. Platinum had a really in-depth story. Um, I didn't play anything after Platinum, though, so take my opinion with a grain, like a grain of salt, just because I've missed so many generations. I think it's four. Um, the Pokemon battles were pretty cool. The animations kind of get old, kind of like how you were talking about. It just mm-hmm. kind of takes time away, and it's kind of the same thing over and over and over. It gets yeah. really annoying. But, I mean, 400 Pokemon, that's a lot. I think 800 would be kind of too much. That, that's a lot mm-hmm. to deal with. Even with all the shinies, evolutions, and everything that they have, it's just... Even Hop. Hop's a cool dude, man. He actually <laughs> the has... character Hop? Yeah, he's a character design. And he actually has character development. He's not just... Yeah, he's his own thing. Yeah, he's not like, hey, I'm your rival. Mm-hmm. Let's battle. Yeah, yeah. And that's the end of it. Like, he actually, like, gets really hurt when he loses battles. He gets depressed, and then he, like, you know what? I'm going to be a god. And he's like, yeah. oh, okay. yeah. So, I mean, that's really cool. And then I really, really like how they focus on in-game. You mm-hmm. can, after you beat Leon, you are the champion. The game recognizes you as the champion. The NPCs are like, hey, what's up, dude? I inspired to be you. It's actually really cool. And you can also play as a champion, and the challengers will come and try and beat you to take your spot. And I really, 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 really like that. Yeah. So, you're one out of ten? Eight. Eight, eight, eight out of ten. Out of ten. It's right. solid. I mean, even though it does have flaws, I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, what game doesn't have flaws? That's true. That's true. Still really good. Yeah. Um, my overall opinion is it's a Pokemon game on the Switch. If you played any Pokemon game on the 3DS, you know exactly what you're getting here. Um, same animations. <laughs> just just a typical just reskin of what you've played every year for the past, what, five years? Pokemon really hasn't changed its uh, core gameplay loop for the past 20 years. They just upscaled the graphics and add some different Pokemon. Um, the game itself is super solid, though, but nothing exceptional. Nothing that just stands out. Nothing, just... nothing that's like, whoa. And everything that they did add that's new has some drawbacks to it, in my opinion. Um, so it is an above-average Pokemon game, but I'm not. It's not in that seven through ten status to me. If they updated it, it could get there. But with the way that they handled all their online stuff, online's and, kind of atrocious. Not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's rough. Um, 
and that's partly the Switch itself's fault. Nintendo doesn't know does have has no idea how to handle online infrastructure at all. Their netcode's awful. It's terrible. Um, so my final score is since it's not exceptional, but it is above average Pokemon game. Five is my average. Like this is a you should check this game out. It's average. But Pokemon's slightly above average, at least Sword and Shield. So I'm gonna give it a six, six out of ten. <laughs> um, That's fair. Like yeah. I said, like I was telling you earlier. I mean, I haven't played a game of Pokemon since Platinum. So That's true. Everything I've seen is yeah. brand new to me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. My opinion's a little sway just because I'm like, oh wow, all this everything's new, stuff. new and shiny. Yeah, everyone yeah. else is like, that was in, that was in black and white. And I'm yeah. Like, oh. I played um I played Pokemon X. That was my most recent one. I skipped uh, Sun and Moon because I had Pokemon X, and I knew it was going to be the exact same game. So I the last one I played was X, and then I of course got Sword because I sold my 3ds. What a and, man! Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I sold my 3ds for the Switch. So that's fair. Yeah, um, not super impressed by it, but I'm also not super disappointed either. With the Switch. Not with the Switch, but with the I'm game. About to say, like, the game. No, the Switch is amazing. Switch I highly is... recommend that console. Good. At least the Switch Lite. Go out and get that one. Nah, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> you see, if you're going to get a Switch, why would you get a Switch Lite when you can't even play half the games because the joysticks don't come off? That's true. Well, there's not a whole lot of games that are strictly in docked mode. Like, you can't play them anywhere else besides docked mode. Well, what, no, I'm saying is like you can't take the Joy Cons off yeah, 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 the yeah, Switch. Yeah. So like Mario Party, you can't play it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you can't. I didn't think about Mario Party. Not a whole lot of people do. Mario, I don't. Can you play Mario Kart? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, you can play Mario Kart. Okay. I don't know. There's just some games that are just limited. You can't play, and I'm not. Gonna yeah, but you save a hundred extra dollars. It's not. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. That's that's up to you. If you're more of a traveling person, <laughs> the Switch Lite might be good for you. Anywho, now let's talk spoilers. Okay. So the story, I didn't, I didn't comment on the story because you already said what I said. The story's pretty good, overall. Yeah, but it lacks quite a bit. It's, it's nowhere near like Emerald, Platinum. Yeah. Leaf Green, like they actually had in-depth stories. Mm-hmm. This game was just kind of like, okay, I met my rival. Oh, here's the champion. He's a pretty cool, dude. And everyone yeah. likes him. All right, I beat the champion. There's no Elite Four. I don't know how I feel about that. It's yeah. just beating the gym leaders a second time. Yeah, they, they, re, they recycled the bosses. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't like that. It kind of felt like, hey, I'm too lazy to make an Elite Four or another, well, what were they called? Elite Four, like, buildings, whatever it was called. Yeah, it's just, the towers. That, yeah, that wasn't there. Yeah. I, I don't understand. There's always been an Elite Four. Unless there wasn't one after Platinum, I don't know. But Yeah, no, there was an Elite Four, I believe, in Pokemon X. Someone, someone... Tell me I'm wrong, but... <laughs> I mean, it's a cool concept and a cool idea, but it's like, why would I beat the gym leader challenge mm-hmm. just to face the gym leaders again to be the champion? Yeah. Like, what? where are the strongest of the strongest before the champion? Mm-hmm. Gym leaders, gym leaders. That's yeah. how I've always seen Pokemon, at least. <laughs> so the story starts off just like every other Pokemon story. You're You're an aspiring Pokemon champion. And you have your buddy, Hop, who ends up being your rival. Um, but Hop's brother, Leon, is the current Pokemon champion who has never been beat. Unbeatable. Yep. Um, so you're... And that's, that was another thing, is every character seemed to have their own arc. Like you mentioned, Hop... Has like, it's character development. Yeah, like, he's, in this he's game, character, they actually worked yeah. on that. Yeah, his character developed, and... You, 
like in previous <laughs> previous games, your rival felt like he was just someone there to roadblock you every now and again. Like he was a set in stone person. There's no yeah. changing how he was. Right. But here in Pokemon Sword and Shield, you feel like he's actually integrated into the story, and that was really cool. Like the uh, battle against what was it, Beedy? Is that his name? Yeah. When he when he got just pummeled by Beedy, he was actually depressed. He went didn't battle. He went and did his own thing. Mm-hmm. I guess he got close to his Pokemon or something. Like he he was actually pretty bummed out about it. I was like, yeah. dang, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, and you actually did feel for him. I thought he was kind of annoying at some points, just like over enthusiastic. He's like, bro, go get all the champion Pokemon, bro. And then like he just like sprints off into the distance. And you're like, yo, shut up. Like, I don't like <laughs> Let you. Let me go on. Dude. Yeah. Um. But then then he loses and he gets all depressed and then he's gone for like the next hour of the story. And you're like, oh, I kind of miss Hop. <laughs> Even though he's kind of an <laughs> Where'd idiot. Where'd he go, dude? Even though he's kind of an idiot, he's a lovable idiot. Um, so you're, you're tasked with, of course, beating the eight gems, just like every Pokemon game in existence ever of all time. Um, and then once you do that, you're able to go, you've beaten what they call the gem challenge. And you could go roster style, bracket style, up against the same gem leaders. Yeah. Um, roster style, two rounds to get up to challenge Leon. And even then, like with the roster thing, it's not. It's still not an elite four. You go, what was it? Uh, the two first, and then you do yeah. the winner of those two is at the second battle, and then the winner of that is the third battle, and then the champion. So yeah. it's only three of the champion. That's yeah. kind of underwhelming to me. And the elite four in previous games were <laughs> their own group. They're like you've never fought against these people before. Yeah, and, you had no idea what to expect. In the old ones, the elite four, you didn't get a reset either. Yeah. Like, your Pokemon were not healed. You had to come with, like, mm-hmm. a full batch of just full restores, mm-hmm. extra, pe- like, what were they called? Uh, that The move elixir thing, is it, like, restored your moves? Oh, like PP so, elixirs? Yeah, so if you lost that, it, it, was, it was tough. Yeah. Like, the, this, mm-hmm. all right, you won. All right, let me... Let me, let me heal your Pokemon yeah, up. Yeah, all right, go out. It just, the story, <laughs> while the story itself was good, but playing through it was so easy. Like, you'd finish a battle that was really tough, and then the character that you probably beat would be like, oh, yeah, let me heal up your Pokemon for you. Yeah. Just right there. You don't have to go right to a Poke Center. Let me just game, do it for you. There's no opposing team. No. There's no, like, enemy bad guys. Like, like yeah, Team, like team Rocket. Rocket was a thing, and then they had the Aqua team, then they had the Fire team, and M- M- uh, what was it called? Uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. Yeah. And Platinum, I can't remember what the teams were, but like this team, you had Team Yell. Team Yell, oh my goodness. And they weren't even like... It was a fan base. It was a fan club. It was like... So there's another um, trainer who's going through the gym challenge. Her name was Marnie. I'm not sure. Is her name Marnie and Shield too? Yeah. Okay. Um, but this Team Yell who took the place of Team Rocket and all the ones that you know and love, they're just basically a little like... They're fanboys. Yeah, they just fan sit there and they scream you and they're like, you can't pass. And I'm like, yeah. What? And then, like, if you if you actually know how to play Pokemon and know the type advantages, um, playing fighting against these people is just like you could one shot all their Pokemon. It just felt more like they're disrupting the flow of the story instead of being an actual challenge to you. Yep. Um, yeah. So if you know how to play Pokemon and use those type advantages to with, I mean, it's it's just so easy. Yeah. When I got to Leon, my Pokemon were like fifteen levels ahead of him. Yeah. I was like, oh well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is well. Fun. For sure. Um, so the story itself, while super easy, it was pretty gripping because there's also that second story um, that goes along with um, Leon, the champion, and Chairman Rose with taking the wishing stones. Man, let me tell you what. 
when I first started the game and I first saw this man. And he was like, oh, welcome to the Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. I was like, that man is the bad guy at the game. Yep. Yep. Immediately knew, like, mm-hmm. there's no way. It was pretty predictable, yeah. yeah. Super predictable. Um, my problem with that, though, is whenever that side of the story, so there's basically two stories, you becoming the <laughs> Pokemon champion and you stopping Chairman Rose, um, whenever that side of the story came up, all the pacing just slowed down to a crawl. Like, the Rose Tower, do you remember that section? Yes. That whole section. Okay, let me describe it to you. So, you're starting to finally figure out what's going on with Chairman Rose. He's erupted the darkest day quote-unquote mm-hmm. and you have to go up to his tower to stop him and so you're going up the tower the tower literally has 1,000 floors okay and it's like every like 200 or something like people come out and fight you and yes just, and you just like one shot and yes just leave you're like oh well that was that was annoying you're a waste of time yeah exactly and then so you do this you do i think it's like four or five times four or five battles with these people in the tower, and he finally gets to the top floor expecting to battle Chairman Rose or something, something big and gigantic and huge and massive to the story. Nah, go, all that space, all that space for the, the, the helper or whatever, the, uh, the, yeah. the, I guess the secretary, is that what she is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you destroy her. Like, she just gets... No, it's roasted. not even that section, though. Is it not? It's before that. Um, there's another section where you fight all the way up there, and then Leon and Chairman Rose are just talking to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. go up there, and they're... And yeah. Then, yeah, and then Chairman Rose literally says, we're just adults talking. Yeah. In cut scene, that's it. <laughs> was, <laughs> that was it. Was, it was, it was just, so dumb. You're like, why did I go up here? I don't exactly. Wanna, just to get told I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I got what insulted. Was that? <laughs> what was that? So there's a lot of times they just padded it out. Like, I even texted you. I was like, dude, they need to end this game already. Yeah. They're just... And the whole the whole story, I beat it in 18 hours. I don't know how long... I don't know if you clocked it. I think I finished my lesson a day. Yeah. Like, I was done with it. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good length for a story like that, especially... I mean, yeah, for a Pokemon game. Yeah. Like, it's a kid's game. It's yeah, supposed to be Ultimately, it is a kid's long. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can beat the story in just under 20 hours let's say um and it's it's all right it's pretty good for a pokemon game not the best but definitely not the worst i got more out of the story than i thought i would yeah i mean i mean from from what i, I what i'm hoping for for future pokemon games is let's have a little more optimization for a switch mm-hmm. there's no reason from what i've seen that we should be getting 3ds settings and graphics on a switch yep. and that switch is very very I powerful felt like, yeah i felt that um the the game itself was just a glorified 3ds port. yeah that, that i mean that that's one of the complaints that i've seen a lot of people have with it that i mm-hmm. I, I don't really care for it too much because i mean it's a switch game i'm not really expecting a lot yeah but then you take a look but at something. 3DS settings yeah. for a Switch, that's that's like, what, three consoles later mm-hmm. or something? I don't know. The thing is, it. the way I see it, we're pretty late into the Switch's life cycle. We're about to get a new, uh, either an upgraded Switch or a new console from Nintendo. It'll be an upgraded. They, yeah. They've already released. They're not having a new console for a while. So usually at this point in a console's life cycle, developers <laughs> are starting to figure out how the console works and you start building games better for it. But look at day one of the Switch. You had Zelda Breath of the Wild. Amazing game. A f- fantastic game. And it looked beautiful, too. There were some clipping issues and yeah. some view distancing some issues. issues. Sure, sure. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a huge yeah. map. Yeah. Amazing but this is, game. This, the map for Sword and Shield was, they did the comparison. It was literally, the whole map, the entirety of that map was the same size as one region 
from Breath of the Wild. Just, just yeah. one little region. I was like, oh, well. So what I'm saying is, at this stage in the Switch's life cycle, we should start seeing games that are looking and playing and performing better than even Breath of the Wild. Because we know how to use the hardware now. Yeah. But I just I just can't help but feel they just kind of just like pooped out another sequel and just said, oh, let's put it on the Switch. Yeah, and that it's like you said, I don't understand how Breath of the Wild, which takes far more power. Oh yeah, far than more processing shield. Power. Yeah, for sure. Sword. Like for sure. Why is this game running smoother than a Pokemon game? Like there's so yeah. many times where I'm in a city or even in the wild area or something, there's there's a Pokemon two inches in front of me, but mm-hmm. it didn't pop in because I can't render it for yeah. whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then before you know, I'm in a battle that I didn't want yeah. to be in, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's start talking about the things that they've added and changed to the game that either make it better or worse. See, I don't really know about all that because I haven't played since Platinum, so I don't Mm -hmm. know what's new. I don't even know what Pokemon are 8th generation. Well, I don't either. I'm not... I didn't get super into it. I just played through Pokemon because I feel like it's a rite of passage if you own a Nintendo console. You have to have the latest (laughs) Pokemon game and play through it. Um, Because, you know, if someone comes up and says, hey, you want to battle me? You have to say yes. Yeah. Um... So, there's a couple things that they added that I really, really, really like. Um, no more random encounters with Pokemon and Tallgrass. Oh, you can have a choice to yeah. like, get away from it? Yeah. You, what happens now is you can actually see the Pokemon roaming around in the yeah. Tallgrass. and you get you away can, from it. Yeah, and it helps so much if you're trying to complete that Pokedex. You can pick and choose. And, of course, there's still some random encounters. There'll be a little exclamation point that pops up and you walk to it and pick up the battle. But it's not like every two seconds. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, remember in the old school games going to those caves and just walking anywhere and a Zubat will attack you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's gone now. So it's it feels a lot better to do it this way. And it also makes the world feel more alive. Mm-hmm. You can see the Pokemon roaming around. I, I do like the Pokemon Go aspect they added. I don't know if it's been a thing in the past games or not, or the Pokemon are actually there. Mm-hmm. And kind of like in Pokemon Go, where you can see them and you know, tap on them. If you, yeah. you can decide if you want to battle them or not. Yeah. I like that. It feels like a... The wild area feels like an MMO. Yeah. A very, very let's, light MMO. Let's talk about the wild area. That was next. So there's this whole area in the game called the wild area, and it's just an expansive open world um, where Pokemon are actually scaled to you, so the wild Pokemon are no... I think they're either, like, your level or, like, maybe a level or two under. They're based on your level of Pokemon. So, like, when I first went into the wild area, they were, like, level 30s, and I had, like, 15. So I think it's, like, just a little... It's trying yeah. to keep in balance with what you have, and mm-hmm. now they're, like, 60s, 65s yeah. for me. It's a good, it's a good way to uh, <laughs> level up your group. So it's this open world area, and um, there's a there's a few things you could do in there. You can uh, do your Poke Camp, which is a new feature added where you can play with your Pokemon. That's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and you can also make curries. Have you made a curry yes, yet? Yes, I have. They're actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like a little mini game. You have like fan the flames yeah. and stuff, and you use the berries and stuff that you find uh, to make your own curries, and they have their own special properties that like raise health or raise attack speed or something. Um, so that's fun. I didn't mess with it too much. I didn't need to. So I only did it a couple times. Yeah. It makes your Pokemon more friendly towards you, mm-hmm. and they'll actually be more powerful in battle because yeah, yeah, they yeah. remember it, which is really cool. That's a cool aspect of it. Yeah. So you do get you do get rewarded for spending more time with your Pokemon. You can also get like fifteen thousand XP from it. I did not know that. I left my game open because I was playing Siege, and I just left them in a Pokemon camp, played them a little bit, and just left it open, sitting uh-huh. there. And I closed the camp down. And I got like fifteen thousand XP. Nice. I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, 
so that's one of the aspects of the wild areas, the Poke Camps. Um, and then, of course, there's the tall grass where Pokemon roam around. And then um, the, the best and worst part of this wild area, in my opinion, is the aspect of being able to connect it to the internet and see other trainers roaming around. I don't like it just only because when you turn on the internet and you get all those people in one area that's already having climate control, well not climate, uh, climate switches on every little different area of the wild area. Mm-hmm. You have so many people just roaming around, so many Pokemon roaming around, so many just uh, hidden Pokemon roaming around. The switch just dies. Yep, that's I'll literally have like twenty frames, and I'll stutter, and I'll freeze, and it it it's not. It seems like it's not designed. Yeah. Very well for it, and I don't understand how it wasn't optimized. Yeah, no. like at all. Um, it's really really annoying. Yeah, if you connect it to the <laughs> internet, expect your switch to freeze up, expect it to lag, expect the frames to drop. And it's not all Game Freak's fault for not optimizing. I just don't think the Switch is powerful enough for something like that. And that that's... I mean, I understand a lot of people getting mad about the Pokedex thing, that every Poke's not in there. But if the Switch is lagging on 400, I think, is in this game, mm-hmm. imagine how bad it would be lagging on, like, 800 to 1,000. Yeah. If there's even that many Pokemon. People were mad that not there's 807 total Pokemon. Like, in the mythos entirely. Um, So imagine the Switch trying to connect everyone together all at the same time in the same wild area. And then rendering all 807 Pokemon each of their own standard animations and everything like that. And then trying to put that on a Switch. And then you also have to keep an account for it'll be more than 807 because of the uh, shiny variations that you can get. Yeah. In this game, there's like four each. Yeah. And then you also have to think about not only that, but the other new feature of Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing that offers totally new moves, totally new animations and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the big, the big, um, the new draw it was in Pokemon X, you could actually do a Mega Evolution. Uh, if you play Pokemon X and Y, you know what a Mega Evolution is. Um, imagine that just upscaled by like 100, and that's Dynamaxing. Um, you can make your Pokemon like 40 stories tall and summon flaming fists from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> that's an actual animation. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a Max Strike, I believe. Yeah, Max. I'm I pretty thought, sure. I thought Max Strike was one that like opened up the ground underneath I'm you. I'm pretty sure that's Max Quake. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But yeah, so not only, not only do you have 400 Pokemon that were each, whether you agree or not, each designed and animated and everything and then you have the, everyone's dynamax and gigantamax phase and then imagine just doing that over and over and double over and over. yeah um for 800 instead of just 400 that's a lot it's a lot of work and if nintendo wants them to push out a new pokemon game every year <laughs> that's not i don't think it's all that possible or reasonable to ask of game freak because there's this whole movement of, and I use it as a meme now. Game Freak lied. Game Freak lied because they said they put all 800 in there and they said it'd be all new fresh animations. But if you just take a look at the games, it's not entirely possible. See, that's that's what I kind of tell people on Twitter. And I just kind of, I have like friendly debates. I try to at least. Some people just get toxic for no reason. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, all in all, if you think about it, yeah, it's not cool to lie. It's really not. No. I mean, it sucks that they told you one thing and then didn't do it. But you got to keep it in consideration. Maybe they tried it. They mm-hmm. did try to put everything in there, and they just they, the mm-hmm. Switch couldn't handle it. Would you rather than release a game where the game just dies because it can't handle all 800 Pokemon or cut it in half and give you a Working good game? game. Well, yeah. A good game. It wasn't terrible. It's a, no. it's a good game. And yeah. you, all, I think you all bought it. Mm-hmm. You all keep playing mm-hmm. it. If we just stop complaining and just enjoy the game for what it is, it's not a Pokemon game, guys. Yeah. Like, come on. For better or for worse, it's still it's a Pokemon childhood, game. man. Like, come yeah. on, just have yeah. fun with it. It, yeah, it ain't that serious. It's just a game. Clipping issues, it's whatever. Graphic issues, it's whatever. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but this is the first game on the Switch for the Pokemon series. Yeah. Give them some time, let them learn from some mistakes, mm-hmm. give some feedback, not in like a super negative way, mm-hmm. not being a butthole, mm-hmm. just be nice. Mm-hmm. There's no reason just to destroy them down their throats for no reason yeah 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 i totally agree just i do think they could have gone a little bit further and pushed the line yeah. a little bit further for the switch the first game on the switch but, but I mean, what we have here works and it's still a pokemon game and it's still fun it's still fun developers it's, have their reason reasonings for doing things yeah yeah i mean if you <laughs> well, don't like some it, do you know yeah it's <laughs> fallout 76 yep. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a whole <laughs> other episode right there um but my, my thing is, if you are complaining about the new Pokemon game, I see you have two options. Don't Either A, shut up, don't buy the game, or if you buy the game, don't complain. Um, or B... Return it. Okay, so there's three options. So B is return it. <laughs> and then C is go make your own stupid Pokemon game however you want. Right. So that's something I told myself. I was like, I complained so much about like R6, Siege, and... Uh... Fortnite, all that stuff. I was like, man, developers are so dumb. I don't like the changes. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to complain about that much, I might as well become a developer myself. Yeah, <laughs> so the only one. person to get mad at is me. Exactly. Um, because, believe it or not, game developers work hard. And just because you don't like it I doesn't mean... Fortnite mean people don't have a life. They work like 80 hours a week, I swear. <sighs> man, Fortnite's a whole other episode, too. <laughs> but yeah. So Pokemon Sword and Shield, to wrap it all up, it's a solid 6 out of 10 for me. 8 out of 10 for you. Just give it, just have fun with it, man. Like, yeah. just stop complaining. Have fun. If you spend mm-hmm. all your time complaining on the game, you're just going to hate it. Yeah. Um, just, if you have a Switch, just go buy it. I mean, even though I gave it a 6 out of 10, I mean, it's still a Pokemon game. Yeah. Go check it out. I mean, I recommend it. Um, yeah. So, the other story we have for today. Oh, my God. So, if you listened to last week's episode, <laughs> you would know that um, Gordon Ramsay was basically living in my backyard for two days, um, and he, for his show, redid one of the restaurants across the street from my apartment. Um, and we actually, Dakota and I, went to that restaurant tonight. If you could rate, Dakota, if you could rate your experience <laughs> about, Bruh, this, about this restaurant, restaurant a 1 out of 10... Where I have been it? to some pretty bad restaurants in my life, uh-huh. but I have never, ever, 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 ever been to a restaurant where there are three options on the menu. <laughs> I had pork sandwich, I had chicken something, and a steak. Uh-huh. And you know what? $18 for a steak, you know, it's whatever, man. Maybe it's big. Nah, the steak's like a chicken bone. <laughs> that thing is so small. And it was, like, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, who makes a, a restaurant and says, all right, your options are steak, pork, chicken. 
I don't understand. And then we had one dessert, two appetizers, ooh, catfish, and uh, calamari. Yeah, it, it was something like that. And then both those were twelve. Yeah, I've got the menu pulled up on, on my phone right now. Yeah, so, twelve appetizers are twelve dollars. So, um, if you could give it a one out of ten, uh, a zero. A zero. I have thought- three options. I could have done origami with my bread. <laughs> <laughs> I literally folded that thing like five times. Like you said, I should have made an origami swan and be like, here you go. That's my food. I should have like put the pork on its head and like gave it hair. <laughs> like straight up. It would look like a moldy chia pet. Yeah. Look at my chia pet, guys. Thanks for the free chia pet. I appreciate it. And where's my food? Okay. So to give you guys a lowdown of this experience, um, we go into the restaurant, and it looks super fancy. Like... Oh, for sure. Like a modern, fancy restaurant. Like something straight out of New York. <laughs> um, and we go, and we get seated, and we have these little water glasses, and we get our water filled. I'm pretty sure people thought we were on a date. <laughs> <laughs> Because straight it was, up, it was it was a restaurant that you take like your girlfriend or boyfriend to, um, and then you look at the menu, and this is literally the tiniest menu ever. You heard Dakota say all of the options, and that was the entire menu. <laughs> Let me, and I have the menu pulled up right here. I'm going to read off the entire menu. It's going to take me about thirty seconds. Okay, so for appetizers, you have grilled calamari for twelve dollars. Oh yum. Then you have the catfish sliders. For $12. And keep in mind, the table next to us sent back their catfish sliders and said they weren't good. Okay. Imagine. So there's two appetizers, both for $12. And they were really small, too. Like, catfish slider was tiny. Like, $6 in any other restaurant max. Entrees, you have the pulled pork sandwich for $14. That's what I had, by the way. The soy marinated chicken for $15. And the grilled flank steak for $18. That's what I had. And then for dessert, you had some black sesame donuts for $6. Oh, oh how glorious. Awful. Um, so, how was your pulled pork sandwich, Dakota? Don't he explain it again? I made origami. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not kidding. Like, my the bottom of my bun was folded into five pieces. I didn't even get a plate. I put my ketchup on the thing it was served with. You got with like, it was a wooden paddle paddle that you spank school kids with. Like exactly. straight up. Yeah, it, that's exactly so what I it was. So I sat there for like 10 minutes trying to figure out if I should squirt my ketchup on this thing or not. If I'm going to ruin the, the paddle of wood. I, I, was, I was very concerned. I, I mean... And then, I guess the way they gave me the fries were cool. It was like one of like a little holder, like you put yeah. pencils in and stuff, but with fries. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I got the grilled flank steak, and um, at max, at best, it was rubbery and kind of cold. It they, wasn't even... they did give you, though, they gave you some sticks of lettuce. That's true. I got three massive things of romaine lettuce. <laughs> Let me see. Like this, these <laughs> sticks of lettuce... Or literally bigger than the plate. Like, you would think the stick of lettuce would be the steak, but they were reversed. <laughs> the steak was the size of a lettuce, and the, the lettuce was humongous. It's huge. And the steak? Okay, 
he didn't ask me how I wanted it cooked, so um, by it default, did, it did come out medium rare. Okay, so I was happy about that, but it was kind of, it wasn't warm, but it wasn't cold either. It was like that lukewarm, where you're like, okay, it's time to stick this in the microwave now to heat it back up. <laughs> and the the steak itself tasted fine, but the texture was like super rubber. You had to chew on it for a bit. I like chewing rubber. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Not whenever it's eighteen dollars. I don't know. It's... I'm not gonna pay eighteen dollars to chew on rubber. I mean, fancy rubber. I yeah, that's the Ramsey can't, special recipe. Yeah, can't complain. Um, so, and then why don't you tell them about that steak sauce I had? Yo, I swear that was alcohol. Like, <laughs> I almost threw up. I, I, I swear with every bone that I have, I tasted. I, I don't know what kind of alcohol it is. I don't know what like. I don't really drink. I don't really know what to like place it on. But like my face immediately just disappeared. Mm-hmm. It was just gone. Ugh. It was so gross. It was pretty gross. Um, and then there's a bunch of like just really weird stuff on the side. Um, I I have it on the my phone. It was on the menu, but I never really cared enough to learn the names. You had red leaf lettuce, pickles that were basically cucumbers, and then fried garlic chips that was on top of the steak. Honestly, I've gotten better steaks for like eight bucks. At like Texas Roadhouse, it's a sad time. It's sad, and then it, like, so I, our waiter noticed that we were pretty shocked at the size of the menu, <laughs> and we were kind of cracking some jokes about it. And whenever I ordered my steak, he actually said, "Yeah, it's kind of small. Do you want some fries on the side of it?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, "He said the steak's about this big, and uh, it only has some like garden chips on it. You want some fries?" And Taylor's like. Uh, yeah. And sure. then my favorite part is like, it's just that <laughs> the same amount of fries that you got, just this little cup of fries, three dollars extra for those fries. Scam, dude. Scam. The fries are actually the best part, though. I don't know. They didn't have any taste for me. They had a bunch of seasoning on them that was really good. It's that's, kind of that's the sad part. There was I, seasoning, but there was no taste. <laughs> there was nothing. I I I was eating ketchup on a potato. <laughs> that was it. That's all I was eating. Uh, oh, but then the other part is that there was sushi involved. Okay, the sushi's pretty good. The sushi was okay. Let me get that. They took the time for this menu. There's a front and back. There was like 50 on each. Like, oh, man. And moderately priced sushi, I might add. Oh, yeah. I got a good chunk of sushi. It was a volcano roll, and it had just like a mound of fish on it. And My dude was playing Jenga. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I was. I felt like I needed an engineering, architectural degree to go dig into this sushi roll. Um, yeah, and it was only like what ten bucks. It was remember. a good. It was a good amount of sushi, especially for ten. You bucks. ate all of it too. I did eat all of it. It was good. Oh, you cleaned your plate. I'm proud. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I'm not too impressed now. Of course. Gordon Ramsay himself did not cook the food. Someone just used his recipe and his instructions. So maybe the way Gordon Ramsay prepares it is different. Imagine thinking you can be Gordon Ramsay. Bro, I don't know if I want to anymore now. That food was nasty. <laughs> gross. Man. It was pretty gross. I'm not going to lie. Um, but you said the funniest thing. Oh. <laughs> you, you, said, you were talking about like the. Like, 
you're like, you know what? Just take it as an adventure. You know, we learned blah blah. blah. And I I'm said like, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Yeah, we we didn't even gain a full stomach. <laughs> That's what we went there for, and we didn't even get that. We didn't even gain a full stomach. We got sticks of lettuce. Uh huh. Origami bread. Uh huh. And that's it. How was the, how was the meat itself though on no, the sandwich? I ate water. The meat? Yeah, it was like it, like it was okay, but I literally thought they like grabbed the pork, and they're like, "All right, we have two options: the sauce that we normally put on the pork, or how about this, the water in the sink." And it's like they dabbed it in the water and just went, "All right, sandwich." Just bring it out. And say, yeah, you won't know the difference. <laughs> He's a young kid. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, but one thing we gotta gotta commend them for, a little bit of applause, was the presentation of the food. I got mine on a paddle. But did you see my plate though? Yeah. Well. Okay. Okay. Yours was great. I got mine on a paddle. <laughs> At least you could put your sauce somewhere. I ate mine off of wood. <laughs> wood. You know how degrading that is. <laughs> I wasn't even I'm, cool enough to get a plate. I'm going to uh, post the um, <laughs> the pictures I took of the menu and the food on the show's Instagram page. Anything goes podcast underscore. If you want to see the meal, go check it out there. Um, it was it was an adventure. Uh, Didn't successfully not the mission about getting full. But I'm whatever. interested to watch the episode of the show in January. Just to see exactly what went down that night. Because he's only here for 24 hours for this show. Obviously didn't change anything. <laughs> well, he changed a lot. But I guess the it question is, he changed the appearances, not the food. Yeah. The question is, was the change for the better? Will that restaurant last? Nope. Probably not. Most of, like, I watched a Who lot of... Who were the only two in there? Yeah. Well, there was another group. Or those two ladies that there sat There was the two ladies that sat there for a while and they still, like... Told their food to go back, and then you had the group that was only there for the waitress to get off. Yeah. Waitress got off their shift, and they went with her. And we were the only two in there. Yep. We thought they closed, but turns out, they don't close to like 10. Yeah, I was like, are they closed? And I looked at my phone, and it was 645. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, snap. This is like dinner rush time, <laughs> and there's no one here. Yeesh. Ugh. Because of those prices. If that meal ha- had, if that my steak meal was like... 12 bucks. That'd be a pretty good price, I feel. Maybe 10. I just, for me, it was the food, man. Like, you can price it for $2, and I still be mad. Yeah, the because food it was terrible. I didn't try your sandwich, and you didn't try my steak, but honestly, that was like a $10 steak. Oh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I don't know. You're paying for that Ramsey name, I guess. I should have just bought the chicken. You can never go wrong with chicken. If you get chicken wrong, you just go well, to business. It's soy marinated, so maybe. Soy. Ugh. But yeah, I was definitely surprised at how not good it was. I was like, oh, Gordon Ramsay's in town. He's going to make this restaurant better. Nope. <laughs> well, yeah, so that. I watch a lot of Kitchen Nightmares. Ugh. And like a month after the episode finishes filming, the restaurant shuts down. Like there's only two or three that have stayed open. <clears throat> So we'll see what happens with this one. I don't see it lasting too long because it's too fancy of a restaurant to be where we we're at. Too pricey, too fancy. What a day to be alive! What a, what a day! 
What a day. Foldable bread. <laughs> Origami bread. Yeah, man. That, that's... We're in the golden ages of humanity. <laughs> when you can fold your bread to look like a swan. Mimo, look what I can do. Bread! <laughs> like, ooh. You're a college for this. Yeah. Ugh. Heck yeah. But yeah, anyway. Thanks for joining me on the podcast this week, Dakota. It's been real. Oh, that can hurt. You just slapped yourself. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. What were you thinking? <laughs> I was trying to like... Dude, is someone like hammering something outside? Bro, it's 10.15. You need to stop. Is it really 10.15? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me, Dakota. Hopefully we'll see you in future episodes. I mean, I'm the permanent co-host, so... If and we're going to do something wrong. We're going to get Element back in for the next few episodes as well. He's coming back. I don't know who that is. The guy from the previous week. Can't episode. be as cool as me. We'll see. Yeah, well. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I do have this tagline um, at the end of the episode. Okay. It kind of started as like. So what were you going to tell me this? Well, I'm not going to make you say it. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. But it kind of started off as like I kind of just improv something and then they're like, oh yeah, I kind of like that. So like, I've said it ever since. Like with your trumpet or your voice? No, I'm not trumpet. What do you improv? I'm confused. Well, it's like you're just improving a line. I didn't know what to say so I said something and it kind of stuck. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Magnifical question mark? No. Hmm. Anyway, it's just, I appreciate you and all that you are. And then I just press the stop button.